Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. Let's talk about inheritance for a few minutes, Eric, because this is one where people have a couple major questions, and let's just kind of take it back to basics for them real fast to see if we can help them out. The typical big one we tend to see in this area is tax implications, right? If they're getting an inheritance, they think, oh man, I'm going to get nailed with taxes. What do we need to know? What's the 101 on that, if you will? It depends. (laughs) That's an easy answer. Um, It depends on the type of money that you are inheriting then or the type of asset that you are inheriting. Okay. So they're broken down in different categories. Now, if it's, let's say, money in the bank, cash in the bank, well, the only thing taxable on cash in the bank is the interest that it generates. So that may be the taxable event, but only from the time that you really take it over. Uh, it depends on what kind of inheritee you are. So if you're a son or daughter in the state of Iowa, there's no inheritance. So we have inheritance tax on the state side, and then you have income tax on the federal side, okay? Mm-hmm. So in currently in the state of Iowa, they're kind of working on their inheritance tax. But right now, if it's straight line, so if it goes from a, from a parent to a child, there's no inheritance tax. Um, they're trying to remove it if you leave it to a niece or nephew or something like that. But if we talk about federal estate taxes, what's going to be taxable to you is anything that is of a qualified nature like a retirement plan, 401k, an IRA. Those are going to be taxable to you. It's kind of like the hot potato. Remember that game? Oh, yeah. Whoever ends up with it pays the tax. Okay, mm-hmm. but if they have money in the bank, that's not taxable. If they have life insurance, that's tax free. That's great. Roth accounts, those are tax free under current tax law. A capital asset, so land, a home, individual stocks, and, and mutual funds held in a brokerage account, those under current tax law receive a step up in basis. So let's say your parents had a farm. And let's say it's 100 acres, and they paid $100 per acre back in the day, and now it's $10,000 an acre, you know, how, how farms can go or sure, land can go. Yeah. If they give it to you before they die, your cost basis is $100 per acre. But if you inherit it under current tax law uh, after their death, then your cost basis is the 10000 an acre. Which is going to be lower in taxes. You're paying Correct. the money. Yes. If you turn around and yeah. sell it for $10,001 per acre, you only have a dollar capital gain. So yeah. not much yeah. tax there. But the big one is around, around taxes on retirement plans because those are 100% taxable to whoever receives them. Yeah, on the retirement accounts, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. And, and the next major question that comes from that one, and this is typically where one leads to two, is the elimination of the stretch IRA, which, again, used to be a little easier because if you, if you had an IRA and you left, I don't know, you know, a million dollars, we'll just call it for easy math, right? You left a million dollars to somebody, they could take 25 years or whatever to pull that money out. You know, you can leave it to your children. They could take 25 years to pull that money out and uh, and not have to, you know, take it all in a, in a tight area. Well, they've eliminated that, as most of us know, to where it's a 10-year window now that you've got to do. And there's still confusion on what the IRS wants to do with that. Right. Well, they only eliminated it for your kids. There's eligible beneficiaries that can still do that stretching. 
Is there? Okay. Oh, yeah. That yeah. doesn't and get talked about nearly as much as the elimination for the kids. Because that's the normal progress, uh-huh. right? People teetling their money to their kids. But if you don't have kids, you can leave it to somebody, and you can leave it to somebody no more than 10 years younger than you, and they can still stretch it. Hmm, interesting. And who would that be? Well, typically it'd be a sibling, right? True. So if you don't have kids, you leave it to your brother or sister, they're not more than 10 years younger than you, they can still stretch it. They're an eligible beneficiary. Nice. Your kids are not. So that's the one that really kind of... It's so strange your kids are not, right? <laughs> yeah. They disinherited your... Or not disinherited your kids. What the IRS has forced them to do by putting them in the Secure Act is going to force them to take that money out yeah. within 10 years of your death. Well, they want now, the tax revenue. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, your kids might be you know savvy investors and savers, and that kind of stuff, but they know the vast majority of people. You put money in their hands, they're going to spend it. Our economy is based on spending, right? So sure. they're trying to do it to pump up the spending, pump up the economy, but also they don't want these things to remain in perpetuity in this tax, uh, you know, tax advantage uh, state. So yes, which is so weird because we know that part of the things that they did was they also moved it to from seventy and a half to seventy two with the Secure Act, which is allowing the money to grow longer. There's talk about them pushing it out to seventy five, and so you kind of it feels contradictory. But it's like, well, they're letting the accounts grow bigger, but they're also saying, hey, you got to you got to get rid of it faster. Right? We think about this if you're if you're seventy two. Okay, and let's say you, you have a modest income, you got a couple of Social Securities, and all you're taking out is minimum distributions, right? Mm-hmm. You're not paying a whole lot of tax. Right. Think about your kids. If you're 72, unless you had a kid at age 20, let's say 20, make for easy math, they're 52. Okay. Well, in your 50s, where are you typically at on your oh, yeah. income spectrum? Your highest, probably the highest earning years. Correct, and you're in the highest tax bracket. Yeah. So now let's get the money to those people's hands and then force them to take it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> so but guess what? Cha-ching. More tax revenue. That's so right. it's the government does stupid things, but they're not dumb. And so they, <laughs> right. they they put things in place for a specific reason because they know that the you know the general population will tend to do nudge them along this certain way. Well, it's we'll, like we'll a, follow the basic rules. We won't dig for the the caveats. I, people always say loopholes, right? There's no loopholes. The code is the code is the code. But correct. it's finding the um, the most beneficial way to use the code, right? Exactly. Exactly. Most of us won't do that. No, because it, it requires. Um, some yeah, thought, team. some reading. Yeah, yeah. It requires doing something other than just watching TV. True. You know, or you can hire somebody. You know, so if you don't want to do it yourself, guess what? You got to pay and somebody. It's, to and do it's it. not cheap sometimes, but it's oh, cert- no, no, it no. certainly can be worth it. Think how much you have to pay someone else to read something for you. Yeah, that's a lawyer, right? Right. <laughs> With two hundred fifty bucks an hour to read something. That's for you. hilarious. That's, I hadn't thought about it that way. I'm pay someone else to read something for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's great stuff. Well, we're talking about this inheritance 101 again. So obviously, with if you're getting in an IRA, now you have the 10-year window if you're a child. Thanks for pointing that Eric, out, Eric. Um, so you, you know, that's another place where people have big questions or common misconceptions on that. What are some of the most common mistakes you see around the estate part of it when it comes to their beneficiary? Just not listing one? Yes, or not updating it. Okay. Um, you know, you want to update if there's any kind of a, a change in your life. Um, of the big ones typically have Ds in them. Uh, divorce, death, of course. Clearly, yeah. Add or lose a dependent, you know. You, let's say you have a, a child that's a, unfortunately passes before you do, you know, and they're still listed on there. Mm. That get complicated, go to their estate. So all those things. Um, so any, or disability. Disability you know, is a good one, yeah. Anytime there's something with a D, decade, so at least every 10 years, kind of update that. In the class, we always show an article called The Pension Pickle, and it talks about <laughs> a, a nice couple got married later in life, and um, – she, when she first, she was not married when she first took this job with the, uh, she was a teacher and she just listed her mother, her sister and her uncle as the primary beneficiaries. 
got married, didn't change it. So she added a dependent, right? Mm-hmm. Should have changed that. Didn't. Passed away, unfortunately. The mother had predeceased her. The uncle predeceased her, but her sister was still alive. Mm. And they went to the uh, Supreme Court of New York, and the court said, well, her doc, her intentions was supposed to go to the sister because that's what was listed on the, on the beneficiary form. So the sister got it. Yeah, and the that husband. trumps it. Yep. Yep. Whatever's now, on, those, on those BDs, yeah. You can disclaim. Okay, so if you're a beneficiary and you don't want it, you can say, I don't want this. It would have went back into her estate and eventually would have ended up with him. But mm. the, the, it was a million dollars. Yeah. How so often? what do you think the sister did? Yeah, I mean, money does, money does fickle things to people. It does. That's for sure. Yeah. So the whole thing about estate planning, just make sure you have stuff documented. Make sure you have stuff up to date. And then understand the tax implications of things. So if you inherit money or someone passes away, don't do anything right away. Don't do anything rash. Sit down yeah. with somebody that can then explain the different taxable events that may happen because you have some time. You don't have to do it all right away. Well, I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you as my final question, what was the common mistakes for people receiving the money and maybe moving too quick? I was going to say blowing it, obviously, is a is one way of going about it, but just making action or taking action too fast before you understand what you've got. With, without, without, yeah, because, again, they're irreversible, yeah. right? You take yeah. money out of the plan, it's irreversible, so yeah. things like that. So make sure you're educated ahead of time. So we do with our clients is we have this thing called um, Survivor's Checklist, and it says it's all the stuff to do, kind of people are very task-oriented if someone were to pass away. But our name's blazoned on it. Everyone, give us a call. We'll sit down with you. We'll go through everything. We're not going to charge you. And it's very um, comforting to beneficiaries just to get somebody's recommendation from a tax standpoint. They're still going to choose what they want to choose, but at least they know then ahead of time, oh, if I do X, Y is going to happen. And that's what you really want to understand. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.